before we start our episode, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Marshall's Barbershop, located at 1724 20th Street in Parkersburg, West Virginia. You can also book online 24-7 at www.marshallbarbershop.com. Welcome back to Love Leadership, episode 17. Before we get this started, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Marshall's Barbershop, located at 1724 20th Street in Parkersburg. You can call him at 304-485-9943, or you can book online at marshallsbarbershop.com. today's episode, we are going to discuss the next six words of the 25 power words of why the best are the best by Kevin Eastman. We've already talked about the first seven. Today, we're going to talk about the next six. Leaves us with 13 power words. Yep. Sacrifice is the next one. Number seven thing in the book talks about is convenient sacrifice never wins it is actually selfishness disguised convenient sacrifice it's easier for me to stay for five minutes that's a convenient sacrifice no matter, instead of you being home i'm not sure can you actually use that word in conjunction with can you use the word convenient conjunctively with sacrifice Here's what the book says. The individual looks like he is sacrificing, but upon closer look, he allows others to receive some acknowledgement or minor notoriety only after receiving his own accolades. So it's almost like being a narcissist. I'm going to say that I'm sacrificing and you're giving me a pat on the back and really I didn't have to do a whole lot of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're making everybody look at you and you didn't do jack it's like, i think you did all the sacrifice you didn't do anything it's like you said i said i'll stay after work and i stayed after for five minutes right you I mean to me sacrificing is something that you want to give up for something that will that you want to, something to really happen that's on this big scale like and i'd really give up blank blank and blank for this to happen but it may never happen yeah it'd be like me saying um, I'm going to sacrifice pickle juice for a month. Man, why are you going back to that for? Because you know darn well, if you just took one drink of pickle juice, you'd be like, oh, this is so good. And really, that would be no sacrifice at all because I... Well, sacrifice. Don't drink There's two ways to look at pickle it. Pickle juice. Okay. The book says, sacrifice is the act of giving something up. Okay. Like or, pickle juice the opportunity to help something more help something more help something more like in a sports terminology you might give up playing time okay but i might make um yeah you're taking my playing time make you work hard and practice okay so you're going so to we can win a championship right yeah so you're going to give 
I'm going to give something give up something so I can up. achieve something bigger. Yeah. You know, like in a professional situation, you might say, listen, I know you do this, this, and this, but I really want you to work really hard at this one thing, because I think if you do that, it will help overall the big picture of things. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. All right. Seven sacrifice. Number eight. I got what, Dis- six more. Discipline. Discipline. Quote from the book, discipline lives at the door of decisions because saying yes means saying no to another. Remembering what you want drives those decisions. I agree. I mean, you got to be disciplined when you're saying yes or no. It's that consistent discipline. And I think consistency goes right along with that. Because what you sell someone yes to, you're going to have to say yes to again, unless there's a reason why that you shouldn't, maybe you don't trust them or, yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, you had to remember what drives those decisions, as the quote said. How do you think discipline rates with love leadership? Well, I think in, in that, that terminology or, or in our thought process being being part of the shift for sure you know i think discipline uh number one especially habits mm-hmm. being, just being uh prepared and, and habit habit forming uh, are you consistent in those things are you uh, disciplined enough to say yes say no and and do what you're supposed to be doing A quote from the book says, I encourage everyone to look at discipline as the tool we need to get us through the days when we don't feel like doing the very thing we know has has to be a key ingredient to our success. Yeah, I mean, I think... I feel like doing it, but we have to. Or it's going to really pay. We're going to pay for it later. And that's, yeah, that's a good good mentality for it. Like, to be honest with you, Running a high school graduation with, you know, 400 and some kids. It's not something that kids want to sit through. But if we don't practice, then the actual ceremony, which is really meaningful, mm-hmm. as you well know, been a part of them, yep. will be horrible. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Number nine, man. Commitment, commitment, and, and I think commitment is something. And again, a lot of these words I think can be interchangeable in uh, a lot of times. But if you're not committed and have no commitment, uh, you know, it makes it extremely hard to continue to be a a good leader, continue to be a good teammate. Uh, for sure for sure in the book he talks about commitments having time zones of winners versus losers the time zones that he's referring to is our spare time i'll do it when i get to it part time i'll do it every now and then full time i'll do it when and only when it's required but i will do it or all the time i will do what it takes and more every time you need me regardless of the circumstances and i think commitment is all the time yeah it has to be it, and it it you know what you're talking about there you know if you're only doing it in your spare time you're not sacrificing if you're only doing it part-time you're not disciplined and 
you know, it takes away from from all those. You things. think commitment has a um, expiration date, like milk? I think I think you have to be committed all the time, like like you're saying. I mean, I guess when you're terminated or <laughs> fired from your job, right. you might not be committed to it anymore. Do you think that? Uh, That commitment really helps you like resolve things like if you're committed to doing certain things a certain way and you know what the big prize in the sky that helps you identify going through difficulties I mean because I think it does I mean if I know that this is a hurdle and this is a hurdle I'm going to run around it I'm you know not literal speaking of a hurdle mm -hmm. of in track I'm going to plow through it the best I can yeah because you, you know? get a, you have to be committed to seeing it through kind of like you talked about you know you, when we had that debate that one time where you talked about you know maneuvering around your obstacles which mm -hmm. I felt was one way but you, you had a very good point which was helping your team guide them through the tough times yeah yeah I think that's what commitment is you have to be committed um, you know, what's the thing we always say when we're dealing with kids that are in trouble? I'm not going to make a promise, but I'm going to make a commitment. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then the commitment is a bigger word because it under, makes them understand that they're going to stick to it. Yeah. Sometimes people don't stick to promises. Oh, no. Number 10. Belief. Belief. I, you know, like you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your teammates. I think you, you have to believe and have if you don't believe in somebody uh, I, I think you know sometimes if you don't put put people in situations to, to show them that you believe in them uh, that, how, how's that helping them right. how's that how's that gaining their confidence giving them the ability to to believe in themselves in my in my coaching circles in my life I've, I've, i haven't met a new guy by the name of jason donnelly and jason donnelly was actually one of the assistant coaches for jay wright of okay. villanova and jay actually has a quote for belief in this book he says we believe in players when they have the grit to compete can handle adversity with great confidence success with great humility and in that quote I, I think the words grit and adversity and confidence and humility are huge because if you have those four things you really do have a sense of belief oh absolutely because if you don't if you don't believe you can do something why even try it absolutely yeah yeah and again it takes you know, I talk about some of those words that we've talked about already. You know, you have to trust in yourself. You have to trust in your confidence and, and trust enough to pursue through. Uh, and when I guess I say pursue through, I think of that word grit, just to, to get through what you, what we're, what we need to do. The next one, number 11 is unrequited. We have talked a lot about that since we've been doing these 
first 16 episodes that um, doing things that you that that you don't have to yeah. do that's probably one of my favorite Kevin Eastman stories mm-hmm. when we just don't have time to talk about yeah, it yeah we talk about Kevin Garnett yeah and actually, I was talking about doing Kevin Arnett's book. Kevin Garnett talks about that story. Oh, really? So you actually get to hear, like, I've heard two different coaches tell that story. Then you hear Kevin tell it, and it's a little bit different because Kevin's just a little more animated. <laughs> Maybe the language. Yeah, a little bit. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's really the same story. But, you know, a quote from this book says, a lot of people notice when you succeed, but they don't see what it takes to get there. Uh, I think sometimes that goes it, for us in leadership roles within um, public school sector it's people have no idea what it takes to be what to do what we do absolutely they have a perception of what it takes just like i have no idea what it takes to be president of a bank yeah do i think we all have to have a certain level of people skills sure but i have no idea so i'm not going to judge you based on what you know how you do or don't do your job but they have no idea how much unrequired work we do. No, there's because if you don't, you're not going to be successful at all. No, and it's not it's not going to show at all. You have to. Um, it was just like you're talking about graduation and those graduates. Uh, a lot of people don't understand what it takes to graduate from high school anymore, even. You know, it is completely different. It's completely different for each person. And some people have to do tons yeah. of unrequired things. Just because it's not required of you doesn't mean that you can't do it. That's right. Like, I, if I'm going to play a sport or play cards or, or learn how to read or whatever, if I only put in the time that, and that someone says, you have to do this now, like your mom or your dad or your coach... And I only put the time in then, I'm never going to get it better. There's no question. No. It has a lot to do with your work ethic, would you not think? Yeah. Yeah. Which talks about discipline. There we go. Number 12, choices. Oh, I love this one. The choice if a player or person truly wants to be, wants to win or be successful must be made with the ripple effect in mind and what effect that choice will have on the people around them. Absolutely. And that, and that is probably key. That, that is a, a great one um you know so again uh, I, and i mentioned that you know acting and reacting and i think when we act we're making a good choice when we react maybe it's a bad choice because i think we, there are lots of choices that we make in life probably every day that we don't think about what that's going to cause or yeah what? and the and the book actually talks about that like they call it a lens in the book the first when you make a choice how does it affect you that's mm-hmm. the first lens you're looking yeah. through and the second lens is how does it affect the people around you yeah you know like we have kids we're in the public eye we don't want our kids to make dumb choices because guess what not only affects them negative is going to affect us because yeah. people be like what did your kid do not saying our kids ever did anything wrong. I'm just saying, absolutely right. I mean, well, and it's just the way that it is. Yeah, absolutely. Also, the quote from the book says it is vitally important that you think about your choices and not just make your choices. Yeah. Like, you know, 
stick your foot in your mouth before you speak. Think about it. Think about what you're getting ready to do or say. It's hard. Absolutely. Sometimes you get mad. Sometimes you have knee-jerk reactions. Sometimes you're just like, hmm. And, you know, I think today's society and a lot of people think uh, every every question or every moment that I see during the day is A, B, or C. Has to be A, B, or C. Yeah. And really, every choice we make is A, Y, B, Y, C, Y. Right. Um, and you know, we can make choices, but we can't always choose the outcome of the choice. Absolutely. You're right. Yeah. Or the consequence that comes with it. Yeah. You know, you might try to rob a bank and you're making that choice and you may or may not get caught. But just because whether you get caught or not, doesn't mean you really, you don't get to pick what happens to you. Yeah. Last one is circles, which is a really interesting concept because they're talking about like the circle that you have yourself involved in. Like, who do you run with? Okay. Who is in your life? Who are, you know, your, your tight knit circle. Like I have a family circle and then I have a work circle and then I have a friendship circle because sometimes you have people within your circles that can really hurt you. Um, you know, we actually talked about this. Who, who are the people we are spending the most time with? Yeah. That's your circle. Um, and sometimes you don't really think a lot of, think about it a whole lot, but people in your circle could really harm you. In the book, it says, here's who you should put in your circle. People who will tell you the truth, a, a people that you want to circle that is a small and tight knit. Be careful who you let in. People who are wise, not just friendly. People who look out for your future, not just their future. People who know what objectives you wish to reach and how to best reach them. People will help you, not just take from you. Help you, not just take from you. I like that. Yeah. People who will inspire and impact your life and not just influence your life. People who know the no's of success. The no's and O of success are entitlement, selfishness, and character mistakes. People need to know, like, if you do these things, it's really going to hurt your character. You know, these are going to be things that show like you're being selfish or you feel like you're being entitled. I think, you know, people in your... You can always tell the kids that get in trouble at school and it's the same group of kids. They all run the same circle. Absolutely. And they have the same habits. They have the same habits. And and every one of them will, will tell you, well, if I wasn't around so-and-so, I wasn't... Okay, yeah. And, and what you're talking about is that circle. Circle of influence. Um, and, and that's just it. It's, it's kind of like... It goes back to some of that choice thing, and where where are you going to be? Right, right. Well, man, that's the first uh, thirteen parts of the twenty-five power words of why the best are the best from Kevin Eastman. Kevin Eastman. And next week we will go on to another set of the words, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to more 
deep diving of knowledge and just, you know, I read this book at least twice. So I always continue to learn more things out of the book, reading it more than once. So uh, there's always some good little nuggets to pick up. Absolutely. You guys have a great week and uh, we'll see you soon. Yep. Stay on the ship. Yep. Just look for it. Hey, this is Kenny DeMoss. Just really wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. Again, if you want to email us, email us at loveleadership.us at gmail.com or you can call us at area code 929-464-5750. Our website is love-leadership.org. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook for updated material and content that promotes love leadership. All you have to do is look for the ship. This episode is brought to you by Marshall's Barbershop, located at 1724 20th Street in Parkersburg, West Virginia. You can also book online 24-7 at www.marshallbarbershop.com.